Welcome again to the New Artist Spotlight podcast. I am Wilco Wilkes. Hi. Big OG, you know me. Origin Cross. Glad to be back in the seat. Ah, uh, man, it's been a minute, right? We had some sicknesses and stuff that uh, kept us apart for the last couple uh, couple podcasts, but we're back. We're in full effect and we're ready to get back to this work, right? Yeah, man, looking forward to it. We're, we're here. Yeah, I was pretty ill last week. I've still not got 100% of my voice back, so um, maybe I'll uh, I'll leave some of the talking to, to you and our guest today, um, who is none of it. change. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to speaking to them. Um, welcome to the show, Kirsten Starshine. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, we're good. We're good. That's good. Sorry to hear you were sick. That's not good. <laughs> Yeah, well, it happens. You burn the candle at both ends. At some point, you get burnt. Yeah, yeah. I was dealing with a cough for like an entire week. It's still like not gone yet, but it's still kind of there because for some reason, bonfire smoke makes me cough. I don't know why. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> bonfire smoke yeah. at this time of year. What's going on there? Oh, uh, just summer bonfire. Mm. Yeah. We were having some drinks for Canada Day and had some friends over. All right. Yes, yeah. it seems a bit mad having a bonfire in the heat to me. I don't know if you can tell, but it's sunburned today as well. I'm a little bit pink. <laughs> I can't tell. I couldn't tell either. <laughs> uh, tell us a bit about you. How did you get started? Um, you know, give us an introduction for anybody who isn't already familiar with you. Okay, so basically, uh, music has been happening in my life, like my whole entire life. Um, I've been singing since I was like three years old. Um, My dad played guitar and I wanted to be just like him. Um, I started on a piano and that's kind of where like my first songwriting experiences began. And then I did... Uh, guitar lessons and did music all through high school, vocal class, guitar class, choir, and all of that. Um, And then I kind of just started getting um, the gear for making my own studio. And then in 2000, that was around 2015, I started getting everything and then I didn't really take it seriously until like after I had my daughter, (laughs) um, she kind of inspired me to like pick up the guitar again and start writing and playing again. Then I really started going into it and I, I tried to like produce my own stuff at first. And then I was like, okay, well, this isn't really working the way that I want it to. I'm spending way too much time in the production side of things where really where I want to be is the artist side of things. Um, so I then hired my friend, um, Ben Travis. He is in Nashville. His company is called, uh, Two Cats Music. So I basically work with him over the internet. Um, and he produces all of my stuff now and I just get to create all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's the dream. Um, although I quite yeah. like doing the production as well now these days, cause I find that an enjoyable part of the process um and I still think it's like very creative but do you actually not enjoy the production side of it I actually did enjoy it um 
but I think I like being just the artist part better. Um, I'm glad though that I had that experience to try to produce my own music because I kind of know the lingo of what, how to talk to Ben and what I, how I want it. Um, so I'm grateful for that experience, even though I put money into like plugins and all of that, but it's all good. It was all a learning experience. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the rapper Nipsey Hussle, if you guys have ever heard of him before he really got big, he did everything himself. Right. So he was his engineers, producer. He was like, he did everything like on his own. That way, once he uh, like got to the point where he was like paying people and going to studios and things like that, he knew what was possible and he knew like, so nobody could ever say, oh, that can't be done because he knows how to do it and knows how it can be done. Maybe not as well as somebody that he's paying should, but um, it's like an awesome baseline to have as an artist, um, just to have like, seen and experienced different uh aspects of like whatever it is that you do right now i wanted to ask so if he, he does your production and does he also do your engineering or who who takes care of that so like the recording part of it yeah i mean is he like doing the mixing and mastering or is he just making like the instrumentation behind it how does it so I record everything at my house and do like all of the other instruments. I have a Juno DS that I use for like all of the bass and the synths and like fiddle and any other instrument that I need. Um, I use um, addictive drums on my DAW to like plan out all of the drums. And what I do is I'll, you know, how like you're supposed to have like the same chorus throughout the whole song well I will copy and paste all the things that need to be done and then I'll do my own auto-tune and then he does the rest so he does all the mixing and the mastering for me yeah so that's good as well because you're again by having that experience you're able to provide him with something that's already polished towards how you want yeah. it like so, yeah, yeah that's good and I'm very like, I'm, I'm very particular on how like I want my voice to sound because I really do not like, sorry if you guys like it, but I don't like the really, really botched auto-tune stuff. It, for some reason, it just yeah, drives like it. me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I like, you know, natural and real voice, not computerized. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually, um, I'm, I'm Andres Guarcelli is, um, that's just finished working on my album and um, he sent me a track the other day that um, he was like, this track is not in any key. Like the, the vocals just don't make sense. Um, you're out of tune. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> so you tried to tune in one and then it just sounded really weird to me, but when he tuned it, um, because he had to like tune up some, some of my sentences, like a full octave. Um, so some of it was like really high pitched and then some of it was really like, similar to how it was but just with slight bits of tuning and i was in the end i was just like yeah just take all the tuning off it like it's um even just for continuity's sake i'm not that bothered about that track anyway it's a it's a, it's a strange one but uh similar like <laughs> from having produced myself myself it's like it's a it, it's a lot easier to work with andres and i made mistakes early on in in my sort of music journey where i wasn't yeah, I was sending like raw vocals without cleaning up like breaths or things that I care about more than I should do. 
or, or maybe just care about you know I, I, because I don't want to hear my own like even just the tiniest little noises really annoy me. Um, so now I'll clean everything before before I send it off because then yeah, there's no there's no messing up there. Um, so how many how many tracks? So you've got like three tracks out on Spotify, but today we're going to yes. play one that's not out on Spotify. So how yes. many how many have you got like recorded and finished? And how's that, how's that all going? So I have a bunch that are like recorded and finished that I've worked on, but they don't sound good. So I did have them on streaming platforms, but I took them off because I was like, okay, well, I'm moving forward with a professional now. So I'm just going to take the old ones off and maybe go back to them later and re-record them and make them sound better. But uh, I'm working on a song called Hell on Water right now. It's actually like really different than everything that I've put out so far. Like it's mostly the stuff I have out now is like the ripple effect is like kind of pop-ish kind of. Um, but most stuff is country that I've put out, but I'm going to be putting out some more rocky like metal stuff. If most people don't know, but I'm like a huge metalhead, even though like my genre of music like that I put out is country. I love metal. But yeah, um, I have the new song, The Way, coming out. It's a country song um, coming out on the 15th of next week. So I'm pretty excited about that. It is probably one of the most hardest songs that I've ever recorded because has a bunch of like slow parts and then it like pauses and then it goes fast. And then it was like, I was probably recording guitar for a good, like two days because I was like, I need to have this perfect. It can't be anything other than perfect. (laughs) So I was kind of getting frustrated with the guitar, but it all worked out in the end. (laughs) I, uh, I definitely know your struggle. Um, when I was a lot, Earlier in my career, I used to um, I used to do so many takes. Like I rap, so it's, it was all vocal takes, right? But I would do like two hundred takes for like wow. like in a song, like <laughs> a verse. Like it would take me forever, and like uh, like at the time, like I didn't know anything about like engineering or anything, and so there was probably a lot of good takes that ended up being bad, in my opinion, because was recording with some type of latency so it would be off beat no matter how good i did it um and once i would listen back to it and it was off beat i'm like dang like why am i like i'm thinking it's me and i thought it was me for like years until until like i just was like going through youtube and learning and looking at all these videos and reading through documents and stuff and it was like oh it's latency i can settings and it'll be where it's supposed to be and i can get the audio interface and i can it was like wow this is this now i mean i still do a lot of takes um but like nothing like that and now i my workflow is so much better because i know i can you can you know you can take bits and pieces from different takes and you can you know do all these different things that even when i tried to do them before i was just so bad at it that even trying it just made it sound worse so like i get the doing everything over and over and over until it's perfect until it gives you until it gives you exactly exactly what you want and i feel like that's what makes us like that just shows how much passion that we have for what it is that we're doing like we refuse to take anything less than what we see is perfect and that's great and 
I'm glad that you're working with like a, a pro because your quality is up there. Like when I listen to it, I'm like, yes, it's going places because um, a lot of artists, they don't, they just don't have that yet. And like, that makes it hard to tell, like sometimes their level of talent versus just like their level of how, how well they can produce or engineer and stuff like that. And so like you have what you need to, dis- to display the talent that you have. And that is great. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's nice. <laughs> You're welcome. I yeah. had a question in my head. Okay. That I definitely <laughs> forgot. Um, and I remember it while I was talking and I was like, oh yeah, don't forget again. And I forgot it again. So, <laughs> that's the yeah. worst. Yeah. I will say latency issues are freaking the worst. And I, they are the worst. So I had a latency issue for a while. And actually, if you listen to Bury This Love, you will hear that there was a latency issue because everything is not lined up properly. And I didn't realize that until like afterwards. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I had a latency issue. Well, it's too late now. I already paid the producer. So we'll just put it out anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's what I did, but whatever. It is what it is. Move on. It's so, in, so annoying, isn't it? Like, I, I um, yeah. even like now that I'm, I'm in a bit of a, a pickle really because, but like, I didn't like some of the old versions because what you think is perfect at the time, and then you your skills improve, and then you look back and you're like, oh no, this is like this is wrong. Like, it's not loud enough. Like, there's a little click there. Any sort of you know, all these little issues just start coming in, and then, so I'd sort of like, in a way, I'd like to take all my music off Spotify and because I've re-recorded about five of my tracks um, for the new album. I sort of like to take everything off and then upload it all so that only the the newer versions are on there. But then at the same time, if I do that, that's going to delete it from people's playlists and people might sort of lose touch with me as an artist if they've saved it or if they've like... So I think I'm just going to leave it anyway. So there's nothing too bad, I guess, but um, I'll just have to put like the album version on there. Um, so yeah, so this is new anyway. I think let's uh, while Origin thinks about what his uh, next question is. Oh, actually, when you talked, it reminded me what it was, but I wasn't going to interrupt you because I'm a good co-host. <laughs> well, shall we do it when we come back anyway? Because I'm sure we're itching to listen to the way we've talked about it. I think we should give it a spin, and I think Kirsten, you should introduce it. So this is my brand new song, "The Way." <laughs> Enjoy. I just want to sign. Just wanna hold 
Thank you for letting us play that on here. Um, great new song. Definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, you know if it's coming out before or after the podcast? It's coming out uh, on the 15th. When is this? Com- when should this So when? Up? I don't know when you guys release this. <laughs> okay. are we, you know what? Are we, I don't know we if we know behind? either. I think we might be a week behind at the moment, yeah. Maybe a week behind. So, so it might be like two weeks. It might be a week on Thursday. So like 12 days time or something. So we're not going to be able to, to premiere it. All right. But either way, still great song, and it's the podcast, right? So like we do, we do big things. So we might we may not have premiered it, but it's the first time it was on a podcast. So we'll take that victory. Yes. Um, <laughs> but what you guys were saying about like imperfections and little clicks, and even keeping music up and taking music down, right? Uh, like my first EP was so at the time for me it was good when it came out uh, because that was like the best engineering I'd ever done. Um, but now, like with my new mixtape out, I listen to the EP and I'm like, I want to take it down so bad because, you know, I'm like, I have this, but if somebody goes and listens to this and then it's just like auto plays this, they're going to, you know, I don't want them to get like a bad taste in their mouth. And so, but then people also told me like, you know, keeping it up allows people to see the growth, which is, I guess, one mindset, but at the same time, the other one is, okay. Maybe that's the maybe that should be on like SoundCloud or something like that. But the streaming services should just have like the best because I mean that's still gonna be skipped. Like if people are listening to you and they want to hear your best music, they're gonna skip through some of the older stuff that may not be as high quality. So um, I don't know. It it it's like a constant struggle. Like yeah, I should take this down, but then and then there's just songs like that you have up there that weren't perfect, but you still love them. And then there's songs that like you want to re-record, but then it's like, like Wilco said, you gotta just 
move forward. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I could do this so much better. And it could just be what I want it to be now because I, I, I have everything I need to do it now. Um, but like even uh, even like one of my favorite songs that came out last year, there's a click in there and I hear it every single time I listen to the song. And I love the song, but it's just that one click from me hitting the uh, hitting the keyboard to stop recording that either I didn't cut out or the engineer didn't catch when I sent it to him. And it bothers me. So do you guys both have songs like that where it's like something that you hear? Because um, even like the song you mentioned earlier, Very This Love, like I didn't notice there was a latency issue. Well, now but, you'll probably notice when you go back <laughs> and listen to it again. Sometimes it's just us as artists and we hear it because we know, but everybody else thinks it's, they don't think of it at all, honestly. Right, right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you were talking then is like, even if, because um, like, you know, even if it's not loads of people, there'll be a few people who've got your songs saved in their library and they'll, they're wedded, like they enjoy that version already. Like you could go back and re-record like a really clean, like amazing production values version and then they'd listen to it and they'd be like, prefer the prefer the old version. Um, and it'd be like, where's the, where's the click gone? I love that click. Uh, <laughs> 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 so Kirsten, one thing I wanted to ask you about, if you don't mind as well, is because I've read your Spotify bio and it said that you've been struggling with depression and anxiety and stuff throughout your life and that's something that I can relate to. I wondered if you were comfortable about sort of telling us a little bit about that and your experience with it and how that feeds into your music. Um, so I, uh, I grew up um, with an alcoholic in my life and that was really hard on me as a teenager. And, you know, as a kid and teenager, you think, well, it's my fault that this person is this way. Um, but, you know, as I got older, I realized it's not my fault. Um, but, you know, that made me really depressed and have anxiety. And I was really low all the time. And I would go out in my backyard and I had a swing. And the swing is like what I would call my, my safe spot. It was where I could go and put on my headphones and just, just be. Like, it was almost like, like, I can't swing now because it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> um, but not for me, it would be the same aspect as me like meditating now. It would be like meditating on the swing when I was younger. And uh, my first ever music real experience was I had a Whitney Houston CD or CD tape <laughs> with my little Sony uh, tape player. And I would listen to that and I would sing out loud to the neighbors. And then the next one was Avril Lavigne. That was the next CD that I had. Um, and the way that the music made me feel, it made me feel better. And I wanted to do the same thing that that music did for me. I wanted people to know that it is it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to talk about struggles and like be there for each other. Just like when I released the ripple effect, like that's what that's all about um, is just being a kind person um, to others and 
you know, you being kind to that one other person spreads a ripple into the rest of the world. And you would hope that they would be kind to the next person. Right. But I've still had like, everybody still has their, like their down days and everything. Um, but, um, the person who was an alcoholic in my life, um, we're on good terms now. Everything is like perfect between us. We have a really good relationship. Um, I know it's not my fault. And, uh, for anybody who is struggling, um, with somebody who is an addict in their life, my heart goes out to you. Cause I know it's, it's really, really hard, but, uh, stay strong and know that it's not your fault. Um, and as much as it is hard to do sometimes, because sometimes that person is like in your face and it's hurting you just know that they're hurting too, because hurt people hurt people. And it's kind of, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Just like from the addict that's in my life, I just try and be there for him like all of the time because like, I love him. And even though he's struggling and he is, you know, sad. And sometimes he says things that aren't right and are hurtful. I still love him because I know that that's the alcohol talking, not him himself. Right. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, we appreciate you even talking about that. Um, like, and I can relate to a lot of everything that you just said. Um, but in, I guess in the community that I'm from, I know we kind of have a rule where, it's, uh, you know, like even in, like in the house, it's don't, we don't talk about what goes on in this house outside of this house. And it's, uh, it's just like, whatever happens here stays here. And like being able to talk to somebody about how you're feeling or even vent, like you feel like you're betraying somebody's trust a lot of times by talking about what it is that you're going through because it's so tied to that other person. Um, and like you said, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's like, it does, it feels like it's your fault, but until you take that step back and look at like, this person made their decisions. This is what got them there. That wasn't on me. And like really kind of own that, you know, you aren't responsible for what it is that you just may happen to me going through at that time. Um, because sometimes it's friends, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's all these people that interact with you. And it's just like, you can't just leave a person behind that you care about. Sometimes you can't, you're not able to. And other times you just can't because you won't allow yourself to. And like growing up around alcoholism and, and drug use and things like that. Um, I know for me, uh, it's like a part of me that like wants to just like put that into my music and talk about it because the way I even started music was writing, uh, writing raps, just talking about like what it was that I was going through. And then that transitioned itself into music. But now I can bring myself to talk about like in detail what it was that I was going through. Cause even now I still feel that it's like betraying that person's stress. And uh, I don't know, do you feel kind of like a similar thing where it's like, I want to talk about this because like, I want to like kind of tell my story, but I don't want to say too much because now I'm, putting somebody else's 
life out there with it? Yeah, I guess I can kind of say that, but I can say it in a way where it's kind of like they're anonymous. Like, and I know that my story will help other people through what they're going through. And I've always been a very, very open book (laughs) and always been a big mental health advocate um, because I think it's super important to talk about because it's not talked about enough. And I think that is why a lot of kids and teenagers fall into the things that they do, you know, like self-harming themselves and not feeling like they can talk to anybody and falling into alcohol or drugs, right? So I feel as a mom (laughs) that it's important to, well, I wouldn't talk to my five-year-old about it, but (laughs) I think it's important to, you know, generalize talking about mental health because a lot of people, when you bring up stuff, it's like, they they they're scared they they don't want to talk about it right because it's it's such it's a hard thing to talk about but sometimes we just need to talk about it we need to normalize it <laughs> i think so <laughs> yeah i agree with that and um so i don't know if you know this but i'm a facilitator at a men's mental health talking group called andy's man club here in the uk um, so do that every Monday night and we sort of get together and talk about my mental health. I totally agree with what both of you have been saying. Like it is, it is very important to talk about. And um, with Origin, like for me, I um, the stuff that I can't say in my music, the stuff that I can't say in public, the stuff that I don't want to, you know, I don't want to upset my parents or I don't want to bring, like you say, bring people into it. Um, it's, a, it's a tough one. I think there's a, there's a time and a place and a forum for everything. Um, and if people aren't managing to have an outlet, I'd suggest, you know, ringing, there's plenty of hotlines and stuff like that and Samaritans and, and like groups like Andy's Man Club where it's a closed environment and people can say what they want in a confidential space knowing that nothing's going to get out. I think that's um, it's important to have those sorts of provisions for people who might not feel comfortable talking about their mental health at home or, or talking about their home life to other people or whatever. Um, but I think, yeah, we're all sort of towing that line in our music, aren't we? Like, yeah. You don't want to, you're sort of putting yourself out there just by being a musician in the first place, but you can kind of mold that as well, can't you? You can mold the way you want it to be seen. Like I sometimes feel like maybe, like I I talk about depression and stuff, but I don't actually go to a lot of specifics about my past life or anything like that. Yeah, like I said, there's a time and a place for everything, (laughs) isn't there? Yeah, For sure. So what have you got coming up then, Kirsten? Um, what's like, uh, you're obviously taking this pretty seriously, you know, I've, so I've checked you out and I've seen you've got a website going and you've got all sorts of like sort of structure in place. So I'm imagining that this artist thing, you're looking long-term. Yeah. So you might know because I've shared like pictures of my pigs on the, <laughs> yeah, on the, that's all that. on the artist chat. Um, so I don't actually like to talk about like I don't like to because some people have like issues with like people being farmers and everything but whatever I'll just bite the bullet and just say it out loud (laughs) um so I live on a farm and I do pigs and cows and that's what we do um so this is kind of like I I have another job too I'm a custodian for one of the school boards in Ontario And 
So I kind of have like three or four jobs going on. So I have the music, the farm life and the custodian and I'm a mom too. (laughs) So it's like super duper busy. Um, But um, I uh, try to be pretty, uh, pretty professional and everything. Um, I just got some new business cards um, because the other ones didn't really look good. And they had my, they didn't have my website on it. So I got some new business cards. So I'm going to be putting them out to some local bars um, around here. Um, There's not too many because I'm in a rural area. (laughs) But um, like the closest Walmart to me is like 40 minutes away. So um, there's only like two bars. No, actually, there's three now. There's three bars around my area that I could go and... uh, drop my card off to I was trying to come like get shows booked before COVID hit and then COVID hit and then that all went out the window um so now it's just kind of working back up to getting that all lined up and um I have like over 300 songs that I've written over the course of my lifetime so I have like this one like big huge binder filled with songs um so I'm just basically taking kind of a pause on writing and working on recording all of the songs that I want to put out um and just getting the music out there now so that's my that's kind of my uh my direction of where I'm going cool so I mean that sounds like a lot of work incoming so Guys, be ready for that. Be watching. And uh, so tell us, how did you uh, come across New Artist Spotlight? Um, And then what's your experience been like since you've been in it? So I came across it through Daily Playlists. Um, So I submitted, uh, I think it was Bury This Love um, to one of the playlists. And then I got a little message on Instagram that said, hey, be part of this community. So than I did. And it's been really, really awesome since I've joined. I think I've gained like 500 monthly Spotify listeners since I started um, with Naz. And uh, I really, really like it. Um, I I have um, with daily playlists, I have some playlists that um, I've been running for independent artists. And um, it's nice to know that there's other artists that are like me because there's a lot of, you know, when somebody submits a song to your, like your playlist and then it's like you approve it, but then they don't even like say thank you after anything or like do a shout out. Like I make a point to be like, if I get approved to a playlist, like I always make sure to have a point to say like, thank you and like share it and everything. But it's nice to be a part of a community with artists who are, more like-minded like me in that way and I really like the fact that you know it's not like I can go to my husband and be like I'm having this issue with the distributor can you help me right I like the fact that I have a community of artists that I can go to and be like hey I'm having this problem are you having this problem too it's just it's it's nice to have um a community like that And of course, discovering new music and artists, because I love music, as we all do, I'm sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and I I like that as well. Just constantly discovering new music. And you just reminded me um, to 
check my daily playlist and um, try and <laughs> shout out some thank yous if I have been any approved because uh, that's something <laughs> that I've got to admit I regularly don't do. I've done it a few times, but um, I yeah, often forget to even check if it's been approved these days. Um, so I know, I know. Um, so Kirsten, before we wrap up, um, we've got just five final questions for you in the famous NAS Quick Fire Five. But do you okay. think you can handle the heat? I do. <laughs> Good, because you're not going to have any more than 15 seconds to answer each question. Okay. I'll start off. Uh, what is your favorite song from the No Other Spotlight playlist? Uh, Spotlight by Charles Connolly. Well done. I don't have the questions um, in front of me. <laughs> I've messed up. I don't because I changed onto daily playlist when uh, when you mentioned that thing. And I was like, sorry, my fault. No, this is my fault. This is my fault. Very unprofessional. You you can go question two if you want, uh, Origin, while I uh, load them up. All right. Uh, question two. What is your favorite song of all time? Okay, so that's kind of a hard one, but um, Dear God by Avenged Sevenfold or You Always Believed by In This Moment. All right. Um, question three. Which band or artist, past or present, would you most like to see live? Whitney Houston. All right. <laughs> Number four. Which person from the New Art Spotlight playlist would you like to see us have on this podcast? Uh, Ed Corrado. Great pick. And on question five. <laughs> uh, he doesn't live too far from me either. He's like oh, really? an hour away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I like Ed as well. He's very supportive of everyone, I think. Um, yeah. And question five, uh, if you could spend a day with one of the NAS artists, who would you pick? Blues Trainer. Yes. That's a good pick. It's a very good pick. Dope I think her and I would get along pretty well in person. <laughs> Yeah, we had her on here once and she was absolutely fantastic. Really good crack. Very I'll interesting. Check that out. Check that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, it's been great having you on. If you could uh, tell everybody listening where they can find you on socials and your music, everything. Um, if you go to kirstenstarshinemusic.com, you will pretty much find everything, all of the links to my social medias and my Spotify and Apple Music, all the streaming platforms. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All right, well, thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute privilege to have you and to meet you. Um, no problem. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, and also a big thank you to everybody who's uh, listening at home, all the partners, everyone teaming up and keeping the new artist spotlight going and growing. Uh, thank you all. We'll see you next time. Peace. New, new, new artist